This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The first thing I learned is the importance of physical courage, the fact that he had the guts to stay there. And when he came out of the bunker in the video clip that we showed, and there he was in his fatigues with his buddies around him, and he said, we're here, we're not moving. That was a powerful statement of personal courage. Second thing I learned was the importance of technology. I mean, the technology that the United States has provided to Ukraine is extraordinary. We have the ability to use the most modern tools of AI, uh, other ways of precisely locating where the enemy is, and then putting fires from high Mars, from uh, artillery pieces, uh, everything that the U.S. can can provide within the limits of what it said is is allowable, is targeted very precisely. When you read that a building full of Russian generals and senior officers got hit, that's no accident. That was very specifically targeted. Third thing that I learned is the importance of intelligence. The way in which the United States has used intelligence to constantly stay on the front foot, to take advantage of, of Russian weaknesses, to preempt Russian actions, and the way in which Russian intelligence has been so stupid. I mean, they really let Putin believe his fantasies about, about Ukraine, that it's not a real country, they won't fight back. Uh, and somehow the, the wanted Russian intelligence machine completely broke down in this war. Has arrested a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman in connection with the leak of highly classified documents online. The documents, some of which may have been altered, included assessments of the war in Ukraine. NBC News Chief Foreign Affairs Correspondent Andrea Mitchell has details. Backed up by an armored SWAT vehicle with guns drawn, the FBI arrested a 21-year-old airman first class in the Massachusetts National Guard, working in IT in their intelligence wing, who the government says is the source of that major intelligence leak. The Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. The Washington Post was first to report that Teixeira, under the moniker OG, shared classified intelligence, including photos of the leaked documents, in a private group of mostly young men on Discord, an online chat platform popular with video gamers. The Post spoke with an anonymous member of that chat room, populated by gun enthusiasts who frequently shared racist memes. I don't think that there was a goal nor some sort of accomplishment that he was looking for in sharing these documents. Of course, there's some anti-government sentiment. Teixeira had enlisted three and a half years ago. The anonymous group member told the Washington Post he was a natural leader, but not a whistleblower. OG was not hostile to the U.S. government. However, he had disagreed with several occasions, such as Waco and Ruby Ridge, and thought that the government is overreaching in several aspects. There was no heavy Snowden-like conspiracy here, like some people may believe. 
The leaked intelligence was online for months, with photos of classified documents visible for weeks. Some of it was in public. Right. Clearly, the administration was slow on the uptake. How was it not discovered? And how is it that an individual like this could have the access that they did? In Ireland, President Biden downplayed the impact. I'm not concerned about the leakages. I'm concerned that it happened. But there is nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is of great consequence. According to the New York Times, one of the leaks reveals broad infighting inside the Kremlin over the scale of their casualties in Ukraine. And the Washington Post is reporting that the U.S. expects the war to continue into next year. Kristen Welker asked Poland's prime minister about that. Is that your assessment? I think so, too, because uh, Russia has huge and vast natural resources, human resources. Now the Pentagon is reviewing who has access to top secrets. We do have stringent guidelines in place for safeguarding classified and sensitive information. This was a deliberate criminal act, a violation of those guidelines. And if there are any areas where we need to tighten things up, we certainly will. The the rapidity with which the Ukrainians are using up their air defense systems. I've said for a long time, Willie, that there's really two wars at play here. The ground war, where the Ukrainians are doing quite well with our help. We've got a spring offensive coming. There is an air war that hasn't really unfolded yet. Putin has not really launched his air force against Ukraine in big ways because he's afraid of getting planes shot down. What you see, if it's accurate, and you're right to underline the veracity, uh, no ability quotient here, uh, but if it's accurate, the, the dropping down of those inventories concerns me. It's a message that we ought to be <clears throat> putting more focus on that air war and, again, thinking consciously about getting fighter jets in the hands of the Ukrainians. Okay, Friday, 14 April, year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, President Trump is in. Uh, is going to be at the NRA today. That's in uh, was in Indianapolis. He's going to give a major speech. We're going to cover. We're going to do pregame this afternoon and try to cover the speech live. So speak at 5:30. Normally they run a few minutes late, so we're going to do it live in the five o'clock show. Maybe even roll over to the six, ca- capture the whole thing. Big story about Mike Pence is going to um, really kick off his campaign today to make the case at uh, the NRA that uh, Donald Trump is weak on guns and that uh, Mike Pence is a, um, a stronger gun advocate. We'll get to all that. We've got a deal. We've got Steve Cortez. We have Russ vote about, uh, because you're the creditors committee, we've got to get fully up to speed here on everything with uh, going on behind the scenes on the debt ceiling um, uh, negotiation. In fact, can you pull, go to my getter and pull the, fr- I didn't tell you this this morning, my crack staff. Pulled the Frank Luntz was on Don Lemon. Frank Luntz was on Don Lemon yesterday talking about the six ways, the six moves you have to do to defeat Trump. And it all gets down to you have to be authentic. I mean, you basically have to be Trump, which is, of course, nobody can, only Trump can be Trump. But he said the number one issue, wait for it, the number one issue, the number one, this is Frank Luntz, the number one issue from all of his. These focus groups and, you know, when he jumps out of the bunk bed over there with, I guess, is McCarthy still his roommate? He jumps out of the bunk bed and go does his, uh, those fo- phony focus groups. The number one issue is the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling. So we're going to get into all that. We've got to start here, though. I've got Joe Kent, a warrior par excellence. Um, what you saw right there, and I want to thank the crack war room staff for pulling David Ignatius. That cold open started... 
uh, on the first anniversary. And David Ignatius is sitting there. And David Ignatius, everybody knows, to give you some inside baseball, he's a mal- he's a Washington Post columnist, Mr. National Security Intelligence. He's a mouthpiece for the CIA. When they want to drop something, when the administrative state or the deep state wants to drop something on Morning Joe, and you know, with the knitted brown sound very officious, and you know, it's, it's this is things for you know for for serious people, not for the MAGA breathe through their mouth knuckle draggers over at the war room. Uh, that you know, they roll David Ignatius out, and David Ignatius right there, just to make sure you understand the lies and misrepresentations. We had that bookend. With David Ignatius on the first anniversary of the war, talking about the amazing intelligence we had and the intelligence superiority, right? That that we knew the Russians, we knew everything was going on. Just put a pin in that. The, the intelligence, we know everything. The, in fact, the the big thing in the war is not simply the courage of the Ukrainian people, which is unquestioned. It's not simply the uh, technology, the technological advantages that we've given, including artificial intelligence and, and, and tracking. But the most important thing is the intelligence. So put a pin in that. That's a couple of weeks ago. Then you got Admiral Stavridis. <laughs> I've known this guy for 40 years, a total clown. He's sitting there talking about, oh, yeah, in the spring offensive. It's all lies. This young airman, and, and I had Jack, Jack and I did the 6 o'clock show together last night, and Jack had an incredible uh, Human Events Daily. We did live on Getter last night on, on She uh, in, the, in the CCP. I do disagree with Brother, um, brother Posobiec in one regard. This, when they say airman first class, that's not like a first class petty officer. This is the lowest grandoon when you put a Chevron on. This is a guy that's barely off of being a recruit. He, he, this guy is a grandoon to a grandoon. And listen... Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Air National Guard in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts over at Otis Air, Air Force Base. <laughs> He's in the 102nd Intelligence Wing. This guy is a grandoon to a grandoon to a grandoon. It's the Air National Guard, right? It's the Air National Guard. <clears throat> it is impossible. Somehow somebody got him or it was open that he could get. He is not in the loop on getting the – it's not even the daily – this was war plans. This was briefing material from the Joint Staff to the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. <clears throat> and if you've noticed, you have not heard one word from Milley yet. Not one peep. Only thing you've heard from Milley is I'm retiring, what, April 9th or May 9th or something like that. Or April 9th, he said, I'm retiring. They're going to find a replacement. This is, and, and now all the media, of course, they got to show up with 50 guys up armored with long guns and, you know, all the weaponry and, you know, and then got a humility, you know, walking out in humility, he's reading a book and some other thing. I'm not defending this guy at all. I have no earthly idea what happened here, but I, here's what I will tell you that this guy is not the guy. Did he get into the 4chan thing? It's a 21 year old guy who's barely in the Air Force, in the Air National Guard, Air National Guard, remember, not the Air Force, Air National Guard. He's got a bunch of 16 and 17 year old kids in this thing, and, and they're these gamers, and they're talking, and he's quote unquote trying to get them up onto, into the real world, not just the gamer world, by giving them stuff. Hey, I'm, I'm not even buying that, but there's a deeper thing of how this got leaked, and there's a deeper issue here, and you see him running around. But even that is not the main thing. It's just like in, in, in East Palestine, it's not the derailment, it's, it's who gave the order to dump it and burn it. It's just like on the air balloons. It's not. It's not. Oh, the balloon. It's who they picked it up when they left Henan Airport uh, Air, Island, and they knew it for weeks. They always try to divert you, your attention from what's important, and what picks the key that picks the lock. 
It is the content here that is everything, and particularly the content about Ukraine. That's why you think they get the big show of this, and that's, you know, you, you, you got Andrea Mitchell. She's there barely, you know, she's, she's got her knitted brow, and they all got their knitted brows. It's now it's very serious. This is the adult table, right? Don't don't go to the children's table over at War Room. Come to the adult table. They got those knitted brows, and they're talking about this, and this is so important, and CNN's got it. It's all crap. The key is the content. And to hang hang it on Ignatius Dude, okay, you're right. The intelligence is great. And the intelligence is telling you behind the scenes on classified and compartmented information that everything that Stavridis and everything on MSNBC and CNN and Admiral Kirby and Tony Blinken is a stone cold in your face lie. Now, look. We had the Pentagon Papers that showed they lied about Vietnam to you for 10 years. Lied. To your face. Then the Washington Post does the Afghanistan Papers, which you know is not as famous as the, is not as famous as the Pentagon Papers. Why? Because it wasn't just the Bush, it was the Obama administration. The Afghanistan report from the Washington Post, that 10 part series, I think was worse than the Pentagon Papers. They lied to your face about that. Lied to your face. Not, not, people can make miscalculations. People can make mistakes. We're human. That happens all the time. Institutions can. The military can. That happens. This is what they know is the truth, and they're telling you something else. Why? To continue to pour money and your sons and daughters into the charnel house. Joe Kent, you've done – how many combat tours did you do, Joe Kent? did 11 combat tours, Steve. 11 combat tours, and your, your a beloved wife gave her life for the country on doing a combat tour, correct? And what year was that, sir? That's right, Steve. That was in 2019, one month after President Trump attempted to get our troops out of Syria the first time. So, Joe Kent, I would say you've got skin in the game. Uh, give me your assessment when you see this intelligence. And Stavridis has the gall, the gall to come on here today and talk about the spring offensive. When the report shows you they, they, they've gone through all the air defense stuff, all the munitions we've given them. Uh, Zelensky, if you give him long-range missiles, will shoot it right into, into, into Russia. He's, he's that. You got Cy Hirsch with another big piece of day. He says Zelensky and the scumbag military ran skimmed $400 million off of the top. Okay, boy, that was a long rant. Thanks for the music. Baby, I was on a roll. Okay, Joe Kent. I'm a whole Joe Kent. To the next segment. We're going to get to the bottom of this. They're lying to you. And by the way, if you're prepared to take it, then they should continue to lie to you. If you're just going to sit there and go, okay, fine. You know, Ukraine's great. Another Vietnam, another Iraq, another Afghanistan. And they're trying to blame it on some 21-year-old kid. Short break. Kent in a moment. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you're supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, 
and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Joe Kent, we got Laura Logan, uh, we got Cortez, we got Russ Vogt. Uh, we're coming in hot today. Joe Kent, you've been there, what, 10 or 11 times in combat. Give me your assessment as, as someone who's put his life on the line and your, and your, and your uh, wife uh, gave her life for, the, for her country uh, and, and, and your, your sons don't have a mother anymore, about when you read the intelligence and stop the n- nonsense about this young kid uh, but when you actually read the content, give me your assessment, sir. Look, Steve, for, for over a year now, the War Room Posse, myself, many folks that understand how war works, we have been warning that we are very much at war with Russia. And then we were called everything from Putin stooges to conspiracy theorists. We were told by the adults in the room who've been wrong for the last 20 plus years about everything. We are told that we're wrong. There's no way possible that we are at war in Ukraine, despite the amount of intelligence we're providing to them. And then we're not even keeping that intelligence secret. We got guys like Stavridis and all these other former CIA folks on the news bragging at the, about the fact that we're giving targeting data to the Ukrainians to kill ru- senior Russian officials. Well, that's very much being at war. But we were assured, Biden assured us that there's no possible way we would put U.S. boots on the ground. And now we have this leak, which is very, very suspicious. However, we have this leak that confirms that there are indeed U.S. boots on the ground. So now what happens when Russia strikes and they accidentally or intentionally kill American advisors that are on the ground? Then where are we? None of these experts can explain what happens next. And Congress is completely and totally derelict in their duties if they do not force a war powers resolution to the floor right now, because this country is at war. You got Joe Manchin over there in Ukraine with some country music singer saying that, hey, yeah, we're definitely at war. And he's just one of many Republicans and Democrats alike that have said that we are at war. Um, what what does it tell us, though, also, in addition, that they know the Ukrainians are lo- – and by the way, we're just killing more Ukrainians. The the, the difference in the com- combat casualties, right? You got 70,000 – we've been told it's all Russians dead and no Ukrainians. Now we know 70,000 Ukrainian dead, uh, 15,000, 16,000. It's like a 7 to 1 ratio, 6.5 to 1 ratio. We know they've burned through all the uh, all the uh, – all the ammunition, the air defense is nothing. And most importantly, the spring offensive that the New York Times, these people and Stav Reed is trying to tell you right there, the spring offensive is a non-event. How does that, how does that, because you agree with me, those are basic in-your-face lies that, that they're telling us everything's going, the triumphalist narrative is what's dominant in our ruling class and particularly in the Biden regime. 
We've been told over and over again that the the Ukrainians are are definitely going to win, that every single Russian troop will be expelled from Ukraine. This this victory is inevitable as long as we keep supporting them. Uh, And so that argument has never made sense if you understand just, I think, basic geography. If you look at a map and you see how big Russia is and you see how small Ukraine is, even Kamala Harris said this. I mean, she kind of slipped it out. She said Russia's big, Ukraine is small. I think we've understood this from the very beginning that this war simply is not sustainable. And now we see the actual numbers that are being briefed behind closed doors. And look, Congress should be aware of these numbers because we, the American people via Congress, are funding all of this, but they have been lying to our face. When you get Savaritas and these other retired generals talking about like the next offensive or the next great tactic that they're going to apply to this war, just look at these guys' track records. How many more surges do we need to be successful in Iraq and Afghanistan? How many more countries did we need to go to war with to experiment with this regime change nonsense? These guys are always wrong. And the problem is they always profit and are promoted off of being wrong. So this whole thing, this whole deck of cards is imploding down and it's going to fall on the deplorables to go fight World War III if Congress doesn't do their job and pump the brakes and actually provide some congressional oversight and exercise their war powers uh, authorities. Next weekend, make sure you get the the, the uh, thing up. Next weekend in L.A., we're going to have the early years of World War III packed two-day event. I want everybody in the area to go. Go check it out now. Laura Logan, you're one of the top investigative reporters in the world. This is in your wheelhouse You've been saying that the uh, the global elites, the uniparty, the, the ruling class in this country have been lying to the American people to their face on a number of topics from the from the from the invasion of the southern border to the economy to uh, to the whole issue of transgender ideology. All of it. Talk to me about when you see these documents and you read these documents versus what Ignatius and Stavridis and everybody sells the American public every day, ma'am. Well, Steve, I always tell people, you know, that when you hear things reported, um, the measure is not what you know about a subject, because our information is naturally limited. You have to always try to remember that um, people in positions of power have access to the number one intelligence collecting agency in the world. So when you see people like with Afghanistan say, oh, it was a failure of intelligence, You know, it's so frustrating because here you have the NSA, which is known as the crown jewel of intelligence collection. There is not a digital signal alive that they don't capture and store, by the way. We have massive data storage facilities hidden in mountains and hidden underground and in, you know, secret uh, classified facilities all across this country. You have every intelligence agency of every nation on earth beating a path to the door of the NSA to find out what they know. And yet we're supposed to believe that out of nowhere, our intelligence agencies are constantly surprised and our officials apparently don't read anything that they're given. They're never briefed. They don't know anything that our intelligence agencies learn because they always claim to have no knowledge. So if you remember in the Obama administration, when ISIS took Mosul, okay, that was a huge moment in history um, for the whole world to see. And then unspeakable misery followed. Thousands upon thousands of people murdered, right, and driven out of their homes and tortured and so on and enslaved. And what did Obama say? He went out on 60 Minutes and he said, oh, you know, I was failed by my intelligence agencies. We thought ISIS was a JV team. But guess what? If a single journalist had bothered to do any homework whatsoever, they would have gone back to the testimony that General Lieutenant General Michael Flynn had made on the Hill 
to the, before the Senate Intelligence Committee just a couple months earlier when he had the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence, sitting right next to him. And what did he say? He said ISIS has been moving across Western Iraq. They've taken Fallujah. They've taken much of Anbar province. They're going to take more territory. They're going to expand and so on and so on. So it's sometimes it's not even hidden behind closed doors. What we have come to learn, you called it a stone cold lie. What I have come to learn, what millions of people are waking up to across the world is that these people who are in positions of power, they don't tell small white lies. They tell absolutely massive lies. They pass their words so that they know how to stay within the law. You know, they, they skate, right? They've got attorneys beside them and they consistently deceive the American people on a massive and criminal scale. And that's the other part that I think gets left out there. There are actual crimes being committed and they're not necessarily by a 21 year old who's sitting on his porch reading a book when you have an entire SWAT team show up, right? They're not necessarily by the American exercising their first amendment rights strolling around the Capitol like a tourist who's now being charged with insurrection. They're not like the parents going before school boards because they care about what their children are learning in school. No, there are actual criminals who are all across Congress and they're all across the executive branch. They're in the White House who are feeding intelligence to, to foreign partners abroad, who are breaking the law, who are involved in real legal conspiracies, sed, uh, treason and sedition, who accuse the American people day in and day out, law-abiding citizens get accused of crimes they did not commit, they get smeared and they get targeted, and when that fails, they get dismissed as being crazy. And all at the same time as you have people in positions of power who have not only the ability to know the truth, but the responsibility to know the truth. And they lie and they lie and they lie. And yet when you put them on the stand, they have to tell the truth, right? When you, when you take them under oath, now it's a different story. And if you compare what they say under oath, like John Brennan, James Clapper, Susan Rice, all of those people who are involved in targeting you, targeting Trump, targeting really the will of the American people, because that was a legally elected administration that was undermined in a criminal conspiracy. Those people say one thing in public and they say another behind closed doors. And the day is coming when they are held to account because it cannot keep going like this forever. When you say we got a couple of minutes, we want to hold you through and Joe Kent. Um, when you say the Millie has been totally quiet and hasn't come forward. Laura, these people have testified for the last year and their testimony basically is what David Ignatius and Admiral Stavridis have they perjured themselves in front of Congress? Has Congress done enough to yeah. push back on this? Because the, no. bit, the bit in the ass between the real information and what they've given the public in Congress is, uh, it could, is as wide as the Grand Canyon, ma'am. You have a small number of people in Congress who are fighting against a tsunami of uh, cowardice and weakness and corruption. The, I mean, if you look at what, say, for example, the Weaponization Committee, why has that committee not issued 100 subpoenas a week at this point? You have one of the worst crimes in the history of the United States. There has rarely been a day since 1776 when the government of the United States, along, I mean, from the executive branch to law enforcement to the Department of Justice, every single institution that we have held sacred, to uphold and protect this republic has gone after the American people. We have uh, people sitting behind bars who are political prisoners. 
like uh, Jeremy Brown, 20-year veteran of special operations, who made public that law enforcement were trying, the JTTF, Joint Terrorism Task Force at DHS, were trying to get him to inform on his fellow Oath Keepers. He had been a member of that organization for exactly a month. And when he made that public, they planted evidence in his home. They came after him. And he is one of, of hundreds and hundreds. And those are just related to January 6th. And what is happening is Congress is not doing enough because people who are in Congress are afraid. They're afraid of being targeted. They're afraid of what they can lose. And some of them are weak and some of them are cowards and some of them are corrupt. Laura, hang on. Laura Logan, I got Joe Kent, Steve Cortez, Russ Vote, all of it. We're coming in hot today in the war room. Short break. Back in a moment. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. No, it's, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that, that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. That's a convicted criminal confessing how easily a criminal can find, forge, and refile your home's title in his name. I discovered that neither my identity theft program nor homeowner's insurance protected me. That's why I chose Home Title Lock, and you should too. You could already be a victim and not even know it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and get a free title scan with sign-up. You need to verify your home is still in your name. Then use code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, for 30 free days of protection. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Go to code Bannon for free 30 days. That's Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Brad Paisley over there, virtue signaling in Kiev. Uh, and Joe Manchin, hey, Joe, you know, you send all the signals you want to run for president, want to be commander. You can't sit there on the balls of your feet, you know, up and down like some goofball. If you want to be commander in chief, you got to act like a commander in chief. Okay, don't be over in Kiev, virtue signal with that goofball country western punk, right? The, you know, on the balls of your feet, bopping up and down country road. Okay, don't embarrass the folks in West by God, Virginia by doing that. It's another, this is another clown show of the American establishment. Joe Manchin comes into that, country. oh, yeah, yeah, he's a part of the elite, hardwired in. Hardwired in, taking money with both hands. It's completely disgusting. And this is after the, this is after the intelligence came in. Hey, uh, Big Joe, on the balls of your feet, bopping up and down. Why don't you tell us about the special operators? Joe Kent, you've been in these situations before. 
Um, tell us how disturbing it is to see the number of NATO. Last time I looked, Ukraine is not an ally. They're not a member of NATO. Okay? You've got NATO, you've got NATO special operators all over the place, including at least 14 Americans. Now, Alex Jones tells me you've got thousands or hundreds, and you've got thousands of special operators from, from NATO nations. But by the way, this would be the NATO that Macron, remember, they just threw us under the bus in Beijing the other day. Not just threw us under the bus that we don't want to be pulled into the gunfight in, uh, in, the, in the Straits of uh, Taiwan in the South China Sea, defending Taiwan. Not just they, don't want to be, they, don't, they think the dollar, hey, Lula's there. He's in front of the uh, development bank in China. Lula, is, and I called that. I told you that was going to happen. He's sitting in front of the, it's the BRICS bank. That's the bank for the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, all the global south, the folks that have the resources. And we got the Federal Reserve notes. He's sitting there, yeah, got to get off that. Macron said the exact same thing. Our ally, the one that you're paying for, paid for in World War I. We paid for it again in World War II. We paid for it again in the Cold War, brought down the evil empire. But, hey, why not? Let's do it again. Let's do, you know, let's protect the vassal states of Europe in Ukraine in a European war that they're pushing these two Slavic entities to slug it out. And, by the way, we got an email from some folks in, in Ukraine that, that watch the show. We, we, we've never doubted your courage. We're trying to, as you know, protect you because what the intelligence report says is we're going to fight to the last Ukrainians around. Look at Bakhmut. Look at all this. They have no doubt. You got 70,000 dead combat troops killed, according to, according to our intelligence. That they're talking amongst themselves. They'll kill another 70,000. Okay, you think Blinken cares? You think Victoria Newland cares how many Ukrainians get churned up in the charnel house that is Ukraine? Uh, they do not. Joe Kent, how dangerous is this? We actually got special operators on the ground uh, in, a, uh, in what is a brutal World War I-type shooting war, sir. We're putting these special operators into a very difficult and dangerous position. We've adamantly said that we are not at war, yet at the same time, we're providing intelligence that is killing Russian soldiers. Now, it doesn't take a military genius to understand where that intelligence is coming from. It's coming from those special operators on the ground. The Russians know this. The only reason these special operators haven't been targeted yet is because Putin has decided not to deliberately target them. Now, look, I know I know my old brothers and sisters in the special operations community, they're good. They can take care of themselves. However, they've been put into a very precarious situation where they're in this environment expected to share intelligence with the Ukrainians, yet at the same time, they're told that they're not at war. So we've put these men and women into a very difficult and dangerous position. And look, we have to ask the question, if we've taken the risk to put boots on the ground, what happens when one of them gets killed? Then what? Then are we in a shooting war? And this is exactly why this decision shouldn't be up to the, the commander in chief or the NATSEC blob. Again, that's been wrong for the last 20 years. This is a decision that lies with the American people via the Congress. That's the way our constitution works. And so we need Congress to really step up to the plate, drop, I'd but, say but everything on, but, else. But, 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 but McCarthy and these, McCarthy's got to do it right. Here's what they got to do. We have preached the gospel of, of making Biden come to the House yes. and make the case, make the case yep. of what the plan is. Now you know everything they've told you, all the testimony, all of New York Times, Washington Post, MSNBC, CNN, all of it's been a lie because now we have the documents. So it more than ever, he's got to come and make the case. He's got to make the war powers case. What, what, are we, what is the plan? Just give me the plan. 
Give me the objective. Tell us the resources, because then we can give you, here's the vote. Hey, here's the MAGA vote. Okay, wait for it. You got it? You got that? That. Okay. But let's go through the process. Come there and make the case. I want to see what you have to say now that we've exposed your lies and they're going to put this kid in Leavenworth for 30 years. Joe Kent. Yeah, make the case and then make every single congressional representative and every single senator put their name on the dotted line. Do they support this war or do they not? No more kicking the can down the road and saying, yeah, we support some funding for Ukraine because we're fighting for democracy. But at the same time, we don't support a war. No, absolutely not. Only a crazy person would say that we're going to war. They've been able to have a hall pass on this and they've let Biden sleepwalk us into World War Three. We need a war powers vote. Every single representative needs to go back to their district and explain exactly where they stand to the American people. Respect the American people and respect the Constitution. Real quickly, where are the folks in uh, Washington 3? Where, where do they stand right now with this information? I know you've announced you're running again. We need you on armed services. We need you on intel. Hey, folks out in Washington, we need Joe Kent. The country needs Joe Kent. Joe, what, what are, what's their thinking? They're, they're pretty... Uh, level-headed, common-sense patriots. Well, where are their heads on, the, on this right now? Right now, I, I think most people understand that we've been lied to. For a year, we were told that we're not, we don't have boots on the ground. We're not going to go to war. This is just us providing weapons to some, you know, freedom fighters. And some people may have bought that, but now they're seeing all those lies implode. They're seeing that their ruling class, Biden, and even some Republicans, unfortunately, and the woman who beat me in the election, Marie Perez, a Democrat, that they do, are not prioritizing the American people. Our southern border is wide open. Fentanyl is overflowing the district. Our economy is being driven off a cliff. We have got to right this ship. If people want to help me, this is exactly why I'm in this fight. I understand how the apparatus works, and I want to go help rein it in and get our country back on the right track. If folks want to help me, please go to JoeKentForCongress.com. Any kind of donation the posse can make, greatly appreciated, and it's going to help me flip this seat. JoeKentForCongress.com. Thank you, brother. We need you now here more than ever. Laura Logan, thanks, brother, for coming. Laura Logan, it gets confused in all this. Is, is Ukraine... An, an ally, we're fighting this thing like they're, 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 it's like we're fighting on the, the, to protect the southern border. Well, of course, we wouldn't fight to protect the southern border. But every, the, the way this thing is presented by Ignatius and Stavridis is that we've got to be in there. We've got to be sending air defense. We've got to give them missiles. We need, we're 13 years behind in production. The, the Secretary of the Navy is saying we don't have enough weapons in, uh, in, in Taiwan in the South China Sea right now. What what is the obsession, ma'am, with Ukraine among our ruling class? Well, it's a very good question, Steve, because it's an obsession that goes back uh, quite a long way. If you look at what happened in the wake of the Second World War, remember Putin at the beginning of this said, I am going to cleanse Ukraine of all the Nazis. And then there was a predictable outcry from most of the media saying, oh, how can Putin say that? And, and talk about all the uh, Jews in Ukraine who were murdered during the Second World War. And what everybody left out of that conversation was that many of the Nazis who murdered the Jews in Ukraine were Ukrainian and they were Ukrainian Nazis. And after the Nazis came into Ukraine, they established the headquarters of the SS in uh, Ukraine itself. And so when you talk about neo-Nazis in Ukraine today, that's not even accurate because these aren't neo anything. These are the actual descendants of the Nazis of the Second World War. And who protected these people? Well, it was the head of the CIA, Alan Dulles, and people within the United States government. At the end of the Second World War, they protected them from the Nuremberg trials, and they brought many of them, as we now know from the declassified documents, Operation Paperclip, the FBI finders documents, many of these Nazis 
were uh, brought to the United States. Think about this. The bodies of the Jewish people who were murdered in the Holocaust, many of them were not buried. Many of them, they were barely cold. And we had already forgiven the mass murderers responsible. There's something wrong with that. And by the way, we hear nothing from the you're Jewish t- you're, community you're, 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 I just that. want to make sure, you're, you're, talking about, you're, t- you're talking about Project Paperclip. This is the thing to get uh, scientists Operation and other people Paperclip. over a CIA. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't just it wasn't just scientists, right? We brought Nazis and we put them all across the United States government. We used someone who ran Nazi intelligence to be one of the key people that set up the CIA. We put Nazis in leaders in significant and sensitive and classified areas of our government all across the United States government. And you tell me how that makes sense. We kept it secret from the American people. And then when it came out, there were no American leaders, no one in the Jewish community who had any issue with it. Nobody was raising uh, hell over this. And if you go back a little bit further, how about the fact that's left out of the conversation on Ukraine, which proves that Ukraine is, is not a country. I think most people don't realize that Ukraine is to Russia what Puerto Rico is to the United States. It's a protectorate. And so, uh, and it goes back centuries, right? It was in 1654 when Ukraine became a protectorate of Russia. And so if you look at it like that, it would help people understand that there are many people in Ukraine who speak Russian as a first language. There are many people in Ukraine who are loyal to Putin and to Moscow and to Russia and not to people in Kiev. And there are many people in Kiev and in the uh, in the uh, government in in Ukraine who have murdered and targeted uh, people in eastern Ukraine, particularly because the east is close to Russia and geographically, culturally, historically, that is the area that swears the, the highest degree of loyalty to Russia. And that is the area, of course, where you have Crimea, which voted under Obama. They voted for their independence from Ukraine. They wanted to be part of Russia. And of course, what did the American government say at the time? Oh, that's that's not a real election. They dismissed They dismissed it entirely and across Donbass and Lugansk and Odessa and all of these cities in eastern Ukraine, you have had thousands of people who have been murdered by the government in in, uh, Kiev and by their Nazi battalions like the Azov Battalion, which, by the way, with 5,000 strong is more of a division than a battalion. And the United States and NATO and all these countries have been sending their weapons. And they don't want you to look at this history. You know, I remember a time when every journalist I worked with, as we were heading into Afghanistan, as we're going into Iraq or, or wherever it was, you were loaded up with history books. You know, your job wasn't just to be a reporter and parrot out what the Pentagon told you or repeat what the White House was saying. Your job was to understand the context, to understand the history, to talk to every Afghan you met, to uh, to evaluate what they said, you know, in terms of motive and to put that in a broader perspective. I used to tell the soldiers in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, the American soldiers, I said, look, I understand what you're saying and I'm listening to you, but you need to remember, I have a responsibility not just to you, I'm responsible to the, the, the people of this country because I need to look at what you're doing in this village in the context of the country as a whole. You've provided 50 jobs, 200 jobs, but what has happened to unemployment across Iraq? How permanent are those jobs? And then I have a responsibility to the American people whose taxpayer dollars are funding this, who are paying your salary. 
I have a responsibility to the leaders who sent you there. You know, and so when you look at it, a journalist's job is to be true to the whole truth as much as you can. And what we are seeing today is that there is a complete abdication of responsibility from the media and from our leaders who are consistently dishonest. Laura, hang on for one second. We're going to take a short commercial break. World Health Organization, Sovereignty of the United States of America, Laura Logan, next in the world. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Citizens, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day, the headlines get worse and worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food and you do it right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now. While it's on sale, go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Let me repeat that. $200 per kit savings. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories per day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, and you'll enjoy free shipping, too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. It's arrived. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, uh, make sure you go to Getter. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff on Getter over the weekend. I'm putting up information nonstop, so just go there. Download is free. Uh, also, uh, we're going to talk a lot about the economy with Steve Cortez who's coming up and Russ Vogt who's coming up. want to make sure everybody get – you're the creditors committee. The full faith and credit of this nation rests on your shoulders. You've got to get up to speed on this. Go to uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon to get all three parts of the free series, The End of the Dollar Empire. The last one is the debt uh, trap, and it talks about all the negotiation. We're going to give you a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff this afternoon. Also, what um, Laura's talking about is an amazing book by Annie Jacobson. And Annie Jacobson is no you know, right-winger from War Room or Gateway Pundit. She's Princeton and UCLA, amazing book, Operation Paperclip. If you don't – if you if you think Laura uh, in the warm's a little over the top this morning, this it's, hey, it's all there. It's a stunning book about what happened after World War II, the secret intelligence program that brought Nazi scientists to America. It's one that you, uh, if you don't believe it, read it. It's well documented. It's all there. It's pretty shocking, too. But you've got to know the history of your country, right, the history of, of these great power struggles we had, which are in one right now. Uh, Laura Logan, you spent, I don't know, a decade of your life in, in hot zones and combat zones as one of the top investigative reporters. You put it on the line. Here's what I don't get about Ukraine. And now every, you question everything we see in intelligence. Why is Brad Paisley over there with Joe Manchin and you got every other day some big slur? Did, did that happen when you were in Iraq and Afghanistan in, in, these, in these free fire zones, ma'am? Steve, I spent several weeks embedded with U.S. forces on the just on the airport road to take you from the airport in Baghdad uh, into the, the center of the city. And it was the most dangerous road in the world. 
at that time. People were dying on that road every day. There were, you know, some months where over 100 people died in Baghdad every single day of the week or almost every day. And I lived in that city for five years straight. I lived in Afghanistan for years. I've never seen anything like the parade of celebrities that are showing up in uh, Ukraine today. It's, I mean, it's the biggest indication that you have that things are not, they don't consider things dangerous on the ground because they would never take that risk otherwise. And I spoke to a Ukrainian woman two nights ago and a, a, another American who just returned from Kiev who said that the days of the bomb shelters and, you know, the whole sort of war footing um, have all but disappeared from the capital itself. And most of the fighting is in the east, where, of course, you know, as usual, it's the people of Ukraine who are paying the highest price. Laura, you've been at the forefront of uh, protecting the sovereignty and making the sovereignty of the United States a central issue about the invasion of the southern border and so much of what's going on. Give me your assessment on this World Health Organization. This is another day of action for us. We're going to get everything up that Reggie Littlejohn gave us so you can call your congressman, call your senator. Talk to us about how important it is of what's happening with the World Health Organization vis-a-vis the sovereignty of the citizens in the country, the United States of America. Well, Steve, most Americans don't realize that we are already in the middle of a war, right? And that the policies that are being implemented today, the American people are being committed, not just politically, but by law, to global institutions and global government. That's not a conspiracy. And the World Health Organization, uh, this whole issue over, uh, over this legislation now, this agreement, this tells you that. It's right in your face. Because what it's saying is that a bunch of unelected bureaucrats from a body that is, let's not delude ourselves. The World Health Organization is run by a small number of billionaires like Bill Gates and others who finance these organizations. It is a complete misnomer to present these as public entities because what you are seeing now is that you have a small number of people who talk about the relationship and the partnership, public-private partnership. But when they say that, they are not talking about the traditional view where you have sovereign governments and sovereign nations who uh, who are partnered with private companies. They're talking about private companies who are served by these so-called uh, government bodies, right? And, and um, the most important thing for people to understand here is that we are uh, being committed to these organizations and we are being committed to global government um, at the very same time that we still believe we're living in a country whose borders are protected. The southern border doesn't exist, effectively doesn't exist any longer. If you were to go down to El Paso today or tomorrow or next week, what you will see on the other side of the wall there where there's big gates is thousands of people who are lined up who are coming here illegally. We have um, an administration who has created the CBP-1 Act. And this app now allows people who want to come illegally to go through the app so that they can now come across the official ports of entry. So they're not even included in the number of apprehensions that Border Patrol logs between the official ports of entry. We have a surge of Chinese over the last four or five weeks where all across the southern border in areas where there are normally no Chinese, because they typically for years 
Chinese have come through McAllen Station. Now they're coming through RGC, Rio Grande City, and other stations are coming in Arizona. They come through the northern border, through the Swanton Port of, of Entry. And they are surging. They've gone from zero in Rio Grande City to 50 to 70 a day. Star County, where Rio Grande City is, two nights ago, they had 97 out of 141 apprehensions were Chinese nationals. And, and what is happening to these people is they are just being given a notice to appear at ICE at, at an immigration facility. And then if they show up, they're given a notice to appear in court. So when they don't show up at ICE, they're not even in violation of a court order, right? Because, or a court date, because they weren't even given that. And they just go off into the United States and the Biden administration has set up a very good system for them where they pass these people onto NGOs or LLCs. And, and don't be fooled, right? This taxpayer is still paying for this because these NGOs and companies are getting massive contracts with the Biden administration to send these people across the country to provide, you know, basic living, uh, whatever they need to live from, whether it's clothes and food and rent and whatever else. And at the very same time, the Border Patrol is being told there's no money for your security. We're taking down your aerostats, which are your eyes in the sky, and we are taking away your ability to see the border, and we're sending you back to 1924, where you have to look for sign in the dirt and rely on hits on ground sensors. Laura, hang on for one second. We're taking a 90-second break. Laura Logan's going to join us on the other side. We have Steve Cortez. Steve Cortez is taking umbrage... The cover of this week of The Economist tells us how great the American economy is. I think Brother Cortez has a different take. All next, 90 seconds in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash war room to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. 
You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.